I understand your frustration with me, Abby. I really do. But I have nowhere to get lost to, okay? I'm unemployed and homeless. I got fired because apparently nobody trusts a young, beautiful teacher. They only want old, stinky ones. Or both double standard in our culture. Believe me, this is the last place in the world I want to be. Obviously, it's not the last place because you're here. Even though I told you you're never welcome to stay with me again after you tried to euthanize Grandma Helen. She asked me to. She said she was terminal. I'm sorry that I believed our dying grandma. There's not a fucking chance. Not a fucking chance in hell, Liney. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Girls Girls, your weekly girls recap podcast. I'm Rourke here again with Sarah Beth talking about season three, episode three. She said, okay. Um, well, not everyone is okay, but you know, I think most of the girls are okay. This was a good episode. Like I like an I like it when they're all together. It gives the same energy to me. It's a very different episode, but it reminds me of the uh, probably because it's it's a little bit of like wish fulfillment of kind of like all these characters coming together. It reminds me of the warehouse party, the rave. Mm, yes. Um, just because like we kind of have them all in the same timeline, but having their own experiences within that event. And I enjoy that. I don't know that those are the most plot forwarding or kind of creatively interesting maybe for a writer, but I find them really enjoyable. I like it when these episodes have, maybe it's because I'm so exhausted from season two, not because it was bad, but because it was heavy that I like that Mm. this, this felt jolly where it was like, okay, we can picture happiness for these girls. I know. And the stakes don't seem as high as they did in every single episode. I felt like in season two that this feels light in the way your twenties should. Yes. Yeah. And your twenties, I think, and we've kind of talked about this, like even your thirties too, but I think your twenties more can really like fluctuate. You know, you feel things really deeply and things Mm -hmm. can kind of like, you don't have enough life experience, I think to ground you in something when Mm -hmm. life is bandying you about And Mm -hmm. so it feel everything kind of feels more extreme. And to your point, I actually think like a theme of this episode was adulthood. Like what does being, what does it mean to be an adult? And like, what does adulthood look like? What is accomplishment? What is stability? And you have kind of like her parents in, you know, obviously (laughs) what's going to come out there is not great, but like for now, (laughs) um, you have kind of like Adam looking at them in admiration of like, this is what a healthy adult relationship looks like. And then you have her editor who's like a wreck. In crisis. And it's like, okay, are adults a complete fucking mess too? And I do think this, and we've talked about it with earlier seasons too. We talked about it with the doctor and the brownstone, like what, and we got an email Mm -hmm. about it from a listener, you know, what's this show's opinion of adults? And I don't know that there's an, like, I don't know that there's a solid answer to that beyond just saying like, everyone's a fucking mess. I think that's the message. Yeah. <laughs> there is no, like, you're never really together, yeah. is what I think the message is. Uh, anyway, what's your, what is your log line for She Said Okay? Hannah celebrates her 25th birthday in style, but the girls seem to be, you know, in various stages of plateau. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hannah's doing well, though. This I'm was a really good girl. episode for her. <laughs> she looked- yeah, yeah. She is at her most stable when everyone else is like on the verge of collapse. <laughs> totally. Um, I would say Hannah is the birthday biatch, as she ought to be. <laughs> <laughs> and actually looks mature for once while like wackiness overtakes everyone else. I know. Sorry, we're going to get there, but the ending moment of Caroline, or right? Yes. That's her name, Caroline, crunching the glass in her hand is like nightmare stuff with like full bush, <laughs> uh, Winnie the Pooh, <laughs> you know, outfit going on. It really is absurd. <laughs> it really is absurd. Yeah. I find this, I find oh. this character really infuriating and ineffective. I, like she, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, does not go anywhere. <laughs> And it's not good. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so luckily we can we can kind of go chronologically here because they all do come together. So we we open on Hannah cutting Adam's hair while he gets a phone call, and we learn that this is his sister Caroline. And he immediately tells her she you can we don't hear her on the other side of the phone, but we can presume what's happening because what he says is calm down, breathe from your stomach, and. He clearly is exasperated, but is doing his best to kind of calm her down. And I think what that tells us from the very beginning is that like we're about to learn a lot of why Adam is the way he is and mm-hmm. potentially why he is drawn to someone like Hannah, where mm-hmm. she has a high need and that's been discussed and he's a giver. And it's seen, it's what kind of I think comes out is like he was raised in an environment where he probably had to regulate his sister to some degree and she was high need and he made himself low need and a helper to mitigate that he gives out what you come to realize is their address because hannah i think as you know makes a pretty funny face and then goes who did you give our address to (laughs) and i will say um so then you know cut to caroline's arrival played by gabby hoffman who i did learn is a ch- another childhood friend of Hannah's or Lena Dunham's. Yeah. And she's been in a ton of stuff as a kid. Yeah. She's been a worry. She's a very like working actress. Very cool, like distinctive look. I think she's really like interesting looking. I think, yeah, it's, this is also the emergence of the bushy full eyebrow look, which I was a big fan of as a girl with big, full bushy eyebrows normally, yeah. which I am not going to tweeze into oblivion so that was good that that aligned with the era but now we're unfortunately entering into a thin eyebrow era which i am not a fan of if we can give if you know if there are any 20 people in their 20s listening to this don't do it because like they don't come back no yeah it'll be forever changed there's actually a pretty funny i've been um watching old episodes of rahazas of new york as sort of like background noise as i do chores and like cook and stuff and Mm -hmm. there's an there's an episode where luann and another woman go to get their eyebrows waxed and Mm -hmm. the complete erasure they do of like the (gasps) tail of their like they make them so thin (laughs) it really was a time crazy and then if you do it too much then you have to then go back and get them tattooed on so that's never a good a good thing (laughs) luckily i like Mine have, I've, I don't do anything. I don't tweeze. I don't wax. I've never touched my eyebrows. Oh, yours look good. They're like not, they're like full, but not like super yeah. bushy. Everyone's well, like, nice. Mine are just I'll bushy. I'll grab a few little hairs, but I'm actually, I'm fortunate on the hair front. I wish my head hair was thicker, but like, then everything else gets thicker. You can't have one. 
you know, now that I'm looking at my eyebrows compared to yours, I feel like this one is like a little weirdly sparse compared to this one. And I don't know. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I, I agree, actually. No, I'm, just I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, I told you. <laughs> yeah, you might want to fill that one in going forward. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So um, I will say for as dysfunctional and frustrating as I find this character. She does have some pretty funny lines, such as how can a man who loves animals, like with such a deep, like well of like affection and love turn around and brutally rebuff me. <laughs> um, after this episode, like I can tell you why this didn't work out. It's you. You're the problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's you. You're the problem <laughs> for sure. And I think like Hannah's reaction here is interesting and probably multifold where on the one hand, We've seen Hannah just be sort of a blind supporter um, when people bring her things like the way like Shoshana says, you know, like I'm going to be like slutty half the time and study half the time. And she's like, what a brilliant idea. It is feminist. It is cool. It is going to give you everything you mm -hmm. want. Like we've seen her talk like that before to people who are in her life. But I think there are like a couple motives here where on the one hand, I do think she wants to keep Caroline around to learn from like what, you know, this is our mm -hmm. first introduction to pre Hannah Adam. Like, we don't know anything. Yeah. And and even, like, pre-current persona Adam, yes. right? Like, childhood Adam. Yeah. Also, in terms of Hannah kind of collecting stories, I think she's like, oh, this is a gold mine. Yeah. She does, like, there, you know, she says some other funny things about um, no one trusts a young, beautiful teacher. And Hannah says, it's a horrible double standard in our culture. <laughs> And how old is she supposed to be here? Is she, I'm assuming older. She's than older them, for sure. I believe she's supposed to be in her thirties. Okay. Yikes. Yeah. And she says, I won't avail myself of her hospitality for very long. Adam says, absolutely not. And I do think this is really interesting where I think as a rule in dating and, and in friendships too, actually, I think you really need to trust the person whose family member it is where mm -hmm. let's take out Hannah wanting a story. Let's take out, let's just say she's out of the goodness of her heart. She thinks like, Oh, this is a family member of someone I love. We should take her in Hannah. You know, even if we had a spare room, even if whatever, if my partner was saying like, you have to trust me, she is a liar. She's mm -hmm. going to do harm. Like, I know that she is like seeming really sad and like something would go bad if we like set her out into the world, but you have to trust me. I think you do. I think you mm -hmm. really do. And I think it's like yeah. wrong to sort of like betray that and be like, what are you talking about? No, that's like, don't be mean to your sister. I think that's wrong. Yeah. And I, to her credit, she did defer to him eventually. eventually. With a terrible lie. Yeah. That was pretty transparent. I have a question for you. Have you ever dated someone with like an unhinged family member? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you know these stories, right? I do, but I don't know who. Anyway, it, we don't have to. Get no, it's fine. There, um, yeah. No, I have. I have. Yeah. Where um, a guy dated his mother was a loon. And oh, yes, I know. this. Mm -hmm. yes. And um, once she got so upset in an argument, she literally like fled like literally we were in santa monica and she just ran away <laughs> and we lost her for several nice. hours oh my god it was crazy and that's insane. and i think like her husband was so used to it he was like let's just go get a burger she'll turn up <laughs> she'll turn up 
It was insane. And my friends and I like reference that all the time where like, they'll be like, remember when like mom like ran away? We're like, yeah. I feel like it's like a good ongoing bit. Let's just get a burger shelter. Yeah, exactly. As a sort of just a proxy for like, everything will be fine. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's not fair to ask you the same question because you're inevitably in the relationship with the person. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, never mind. Jens' family is perfecto. But, no I notes. mean, there have been... Everyone has, like, friends, right, that have, like, a crazy, like, family member. And you're like, how are you someone normal? And how is this person so unhinged? Yeah. It really is. And to be clear, he wasn't exercise. Normal. So, he was affected by the... <laughs> yes, but but anyway... <laughs> <laughs> well in fairness to you i feel that was gradually unveiled to you like that craziness yeah, yeah. whereas like when someone avails their whole crazy to you on the first like meet, that's that's an interesting setup. i agree i will say especially when it comes to when it comes to crazy family i had a funny conversation with my with with my friend she really she's married and she has a couple kids with her husband and she has said she was like, I did not like his family is nuts. And she's mm-hmm. like, and I really didn't have any idea until I like pretty got pretty deep in. And it like we were really integrated and kind of like having to make our own decisions as like, oh, we are a separate family now. And then like we got kind of like mm-hmm. started to really get looped in into some bigger family conversations about how they were going to handle things like financially and like da da da. And she was like, and it's just a nightmare and like and she's like i actually think like her husband is so even keel and solid and wonderful like he's not he he is your example of like how did this happen and yeah yeah her whole thing is like in terms of a family being crazy it's actually great if that is known early and Mm -hmm. like the person can kind of like acknowledge it talk about it whatever and she was like because this really I wish I had known. <laughs> like she wouldn't have like changed her decision about her husband, but like she's like it would have been real nice to like have some like preparedness for what was about to go down. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Anyway. So then this is the episode where we learned that Marnie has actually probably wanted to be a singer for some time. Oh yeah. <laughs> this music video is amazing. I have so many words. It's so good. I, you know, I'm going to be a little bit devil's advocate. I as far as like cringy pop songs, I don't think it's the worst I've ever heard. Well, you know, it's a real song. I think, yeah. yes, but like, I, as far as like in the realm of her performing, like, like, I don't think it's that even the cringy music video is not that bad. Yeah. Except for when she's humping the wall, which I don't. That understand. was a weird one. And then I, yeah. I do think I do love how like her hair is all tussled and she's like, ah, like, yeah, yeah. And, was wasn't she holding like a magnifying glass? Yeah, she was peering through was a magnifying holding? glass yeah. at one point. Um, <laughs> you know, they just like found props around the room, you know, and just were like, "Yeah, this is like great. Mm-hmm. This is gonna look really cool." The little like auto tune synth on some of the words. Oh yeah, is really funny. But it was kind of giving like a torn by Natalie. Oh well, Julia. it was from that same time that? period. I think is yeah. the well, it's definitely taking some inspiration. Yeah, hundred percent. Wait, who's the original singer of the song? I, I I knew it was like super familiar, but I didn't I I don't really listen to that kind of music. So it is called What I Am, and it's by Edie Brickle and the New Bohemians. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's know, from um 1988 and it's considered a pop folk song. Okay. But no, it really does have that like tone. Yeah. 
uh-huh. the intro's a little long. Too many things. Too many things. Know what I mean. I I think Marnie is a good singer. Oh, she's objectively she's a good cringe. singer. Yeah. I do like the part where it's like religion is the smile on a dog. You really lose me on that one. <laughs> anyway. So I guess what happened is, and this is sort of putting together the two scenes where she discusses it. So mm-hmm. in this, in this moment with her, she's screaming at YouTube customer service to take it down, which is just like a hilarious <laughs> YouTube. Take now it it's, I, it must've been absurd then. Now it's, really absurd that you could like call up Uh youtube and be like take down this video it's my face take it down and it sounds and she says we hear the guy we see we hear her say to the guy i'm not gonna ask him for it he broke my heart and so my belief is that charlie posted this while they were i don't think it was like a revenge post i didn't get that impression no that he posted this when they were dating um, cause they like made it together. And then mm-hmm. now I guess the suggestion was get your boyfriend's password and log in and delete it. And I do like where, cause like this happens to me where like, I will get so frustrated on customer service when like, it's not that person's fault, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I do like where she yeah. was like, hi, Marcel, I'm Marnie. I apologize for losing my temper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But after she called him, a I know. Mom, like, <laughs> So she's she's in trouble. That's all. Yeah. And then we cut. So then we actually we cut back to Caroline on the couch. And um, this is where Hannah has deferred to Adam. And she says a friend of hers named like Cosette or something absurd is coming to stay. And she just can't leave her in the lurch. Caroline says she understands and then says, can I just have some Arnica for these bruises and shows bruises on her inner thigh, which is very manipulative (sighs) to do my god and then i do i actually had to rewind to make sure i heard it right where so hannah asks is this um was this like an assault scenario and she says back i don't know what to call a provoked physical attack by someone you love oh my god because i was like did she really just say provoked because that's like funny if so because <laughs> it is funny but what kind of question is that? Like, Hannah, don't ask it that yeah. way. Abuse scenario is pretty. <laughs> is this like a rapey scenario? What are we talking about here? <laughs> well, and I think that that like comports with a lot of like what we've seen about them, right? Which yeah. is that they kind of want to tangle with big things, but then actually can't. And she's kind of una- like, she can't really ask it the real way. She can't like sit down across from her and look at her in the eyes and say, are you okay? What happened here? Can you tell me about it? You know, she can't really deal with it it's that would require a level of empathy that i'm not sure hannah has right now yeah agreed and i think also uh, that and just maturity like Mm -hmm. i just think they are these are immature people Mm -hmm. as they say in succession you are not serious people (laughs) oh but it's also hard to not it's hard to take her seriously caroline she's like so out there very much so. And I do think they, the, as you know, the writers choose to lighten the mood by calling it a provoked physical attack mm-hmm. where, you know, you can believe that she, li- and I don't mean this, I do not mean this, obviously, like she was asking for it. Like I could see her asking for that. Like <laughs> I could see her saying like, hit me. She did bite Ray. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, yeah. So 
she then gets invited to Hannah's birthday party. And that's where we kind of learn what is going to be the kind of the, the central part of this episode. We see Ray at work. He's hiring someone. And we learned, and we learned that Hermie is sick and mm-hmm. is likely going to die soon. He says he loves Ray like a bastard son. High compliment. <laughs> and I thought this was really, I actually think this episode was really interesting for Ray. Mm-hmm. And it plays into the theme of what does it mean to be an adult mm-hmm. and what kind of rules, constructs, and like orders are there in the world that I can expect or have to create as an adult. And I find it like really, I find it, you know, our favorite word, relatable. I find it really relatable. The stuff that he says about like being scared that like living, like life is really scary. And you, it's, he says he's scared to be a legitimate boss, to be the type of man that can handle it, that can, that can set boundaries and like do that work. And like, I think that's obviously he's applying it in to his specific circumstance, but I think generally that's a really, that is a scary thing about being an adult. And I think it ties into the end of season two with the, like with the cleaning up glass metaphor mm-hmm. where you are like, you have to clean up your own glass now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I thought that was like, maybe I was reading too much into it, but I thought that was like, nice poetic. No, I think that's true. He's Ray's function in this show is interesting because I do think he's a little bit of that window of like he's on planet earth, whether or not he's making good decisions. I do feel like he is living in a way that has empathy. He's not perfect. He has some issues, but he is trying to live according to his own set of morals and values. I'm not sure the other girls have clearly fleshed out their own set of like morals and values. Yeah. And I think that we, you know, learn that his morals and values are sometimes smart and self-preservation based like his conversation with Shoshana. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes maybe a little unrealistic, like the DJ, the, his contract with the DJ. The cue is what separates us from the animals, Rourke. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But anyway, and then, okay. Hermes rules to business. Let's, let's talk about these. Mm -hmm. Don't hit anybody. Don't strip anybody and keep things clean. I think those are great rules. Those are really good rules. Those are like, that is, you know, the bar is in hell, but yeah, yeah. (laughs) That'll get you, it'll get you from A to B, I suppose. 25th birthday. It's on. Marnie is technically hosting it, but Hannah's parents are paying for it, which is like a very 25. Oh yeah. Year old vibe. Marnie, like this to me feels like this whole event and we'll get to the toast feels like this bizarre juxtaposition is the wrong word, but like, trying to like hold on to two tracks at once where on the one hand, Marnie cannot help herself and must be the center of attention. Mm-hmm. And yet is simultaneously trying to prove like we are still really close that, you know, Hannah is my best friend and I can prove that. And so Marnie says a variety of kind of also undercutting and weird things in this, such as Hannah's. So Hannah's parents comment on how good she looks and I'm sure that they are also like really relieved. And Marnie says, I know she could look like, I tell her all the time she could look like this every day if she wanted. That is not what they meant, Marnie. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> and you get, I love that Hannah, this is the first episode where I can really see Hannah being kind of annoyed with like everything Marnie is sort of saying to her and being having a little bit of an edge there. Yes. And I think, 
I think the other piece of like Marnie trying to kind of like prove her friendship and something I do understand is, and I, it's something I think about is, you know, should I get like, should I get married and should I have some version of a bachelorette party, which like, let's be real. My personality is not a go to Vegas person anyway. Like I would Mm want to do like a spa day. Like Mm -hmm. that's my baseline. Anyhow. Mm -hmm. The point is though, I was thinking, I thought a lot about how Marnie was kind of fixated on this 21st birthday karaoke duet Mm -hmm. and wanting to like replicate it now. And, you know, I feel this way where like when it becomes my time or whatever, my friends and I, our lives are going to look so different. Like there is this desire to be like, well, that's what I did for yours when we were 27. Mm -hmm. And so like, let's recreate that now that we're 37. Yeah. But no one's really in that place anymore. Like are those, and you're the only one who's forcing it. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like that calling it like a morning is like the wrong word, but like it is something you have to let go of that. Like, those days of that version of your friendship are gone mm-hmm. that like you need to move on from them and like accept what they are today and like live in what they are today to like move forward and find like meaning in them. You can't just like wish every birthday looks like the 21st birthday when you probably felt like so connected and like drunk yeah. and, and like having fun and like all life's possibilities were like stretched before you. I think that bachelorette is a great example of that because often people try to force like the, typical like oh we're gonna go to vegas or oh we're gonna go like bar hopping and do all this stuff but you know that's like that there's a time and a place for that in your mid-20s i think but later on like Mm -hmm. who wants to do that i don't know truly not i um and like i guess no shade if you do that is just not like my version of Uh, honestly like bravo if you can do that because i do not have the stamina to 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 like rise out of bed if i've had more than one drink I would go to, I would actually, I would go to Vegas for like dinner and a show, but like not, this is outside of Bachelorette. Like just cause the food there is really good and like go to a magic show and go to an amazing restaurant. And like now we're in business. Or like if Brittany was still in her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Her residency. Yeah. yeah. I would now totally we found out Brittany that residency. she was shackled during it. So I don't know how I feel about that, but you know, <laughs> I actually, my friend really wanted to go to the Usher residency for her 40th uh-huh. because I've heard, we all heard it was amazing. Yeah. And annoyingly, we thought about getting tickets when they were like $75. And I think before people realized it was good. And now they're like more expensive than Adele. How is that possible? Also, I really want to go to Adele, but it's just out of my price range. She cancels too frequently. She scares me. <laughs> I, I, I cannot. She's a relatable uh, lady. She cancels when she doesn't feel She's like, like it. <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Marnie sort of tries to like pull her away and it ends up being sort of like just the four girls. And like for a moment, it's like kind of cute and shit. I took this note and I don't know what it's in reference to. How old are you? I love your hat. (laughs) What is that? I think it's somebody, it's gotta be somebody like talking to Laird. I do love that Laird keeps coming and is like coming with kindness in his heart. And he just keeps getting abused at every turn. I know. Yeah. It's only going to get worse for him. <laughs> so Marnie then also says like, I, I also think as, as revealing as this episode is about, you know, Ray, I think it's also pretty revealing about Marnie where, and talk about something that has aged like a fine wine. This is still so true where she says that this is the nicest distraction and she'll have a bunch of pictures to post on Instagram to show how well her life is going. And Charlie definitely checks in- Instagram. 
Yes, this was the thought process. And this still exists to such a degree. And I almost think worse because like Instagram has introduced so many new feet. Can you imagine now Marnie being like, okay, he watched this story only 15 minutes after I posted it. What does it mean? I know there's so many more like surfaces to analyze. Like not that I do this, but I can imagine also like, I'm going to put it on my snap or we're going to like share our TikTok about, I don't know. I sound very old. We're going to put it on the TikTok. He's on a Snapchat streak with this other girl. What do you guys think it means? (laughs) It's really wild how people in their 20s like really communicate on Snap. Like my cousin who just graduated college, she was like telling me about this like guy she's like met and she's like, yeah. So like, I was like, here's my Snap. And then we were like, and I was like, Snap. Yeah. It's texting for them. That's insane. I. It's really insane. I don't use Snap at all literally no i don't even i I don't have the app i don't know what to do i don't get it i have it i just don't know what i'm doing with it yeah we were i was sending like ugly selfies to my like my friends and i would do that and then yeah i think that's we fell off you know and it's very cute how oh, oh 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 i remember what it is now okay Oh, it's it's her dad, Hannah's dad. Yes. 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 He's wearing like a fedora hat. and Caroline, yeah, yeah. I think, says, I love your hat. Okay. Very good. <laughs> we solved the mystery. <laughs> Just totally evades the question. I like that. So we start kind of getting a sense of all the people that are showing up, including Taco, who we were just talking about. I know. I thought that when I saw it. I was like, oh, Taco with a K. Yeah. And Taco with a K is wearing scrubs, which implies that she has a real job and she has a she has she, she has a girlfriend. She has a my love. Taco's killing it. Honestly, Taco is so much more adjusted than the rest of them. Yeah, 100%. We see Laird and then Jessa and Shosh. Jessa, like, silent in this episode. She's just there. Mm-hmm. And Shoshana says, it's amazing how you three have accomplished so little <laughs> since college. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, what a take And, down. like, she's not wrong. No, she's not. <laughs> And so I do think like, you know, she's a senior in college. She's kind of deciding like who she wants to be. And I remember seeing, you know, people a few years ahead of me and I still do now. And it's like, okay, like whose life do I want? Like, Mm -hmm. what do I want? Who am I emulating? Like what steps am I taking? And, you know, she keeps hanging out in this friend group and cultivating these friendships. And yet I do think she looks at them like that ain't me. I'm not falling into that trap, you idiots. It's so funny. I remember like around 25 to whatever, like 22 to 25, like there's a important high school reunion in there. And I remember going to my five year, I think. Yes, the five year. And I looked around and it was very much like, even if you're not this kind of person, it's hard to not compare yourselves to where other people are. Like, are you on a good track? Are you like, do you still have hair? Because that guy doesn't. Uh, who gains a lot of weight? Who looks scary thin? Like all this kind of stuff. Like you definitely are doing it in that age range. I think later on, everyone's like, who gives a fuck? But yeah. 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 I do almost think that like, this is kind of the worst time for it because you are still kind of compressed enough in terms of relationship status, work status, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then as you age, 
the differences become wider almost in a helpful way. Yes. Where you kind of like can't imagine your life being someone else's when it's that different where it's like, Ooh, good God. You're still like on the highway in your early twenties, like the super highway of like milestone wise. And then when you get older, everyone's like on a different road. So it's kind of silly to compare yourself to to someone else because they're doing something totally different. Yeah. I loved the, and then, you know, Marnie must make everyone now talk about her and this video and the debacle she is experiencing. She sort of makes it seem like Charlie really insisted on this and was like, we're going to make a video and post it and it'll just be fun and amazing. And it like, wasn't my idea. And Hannah Hannah goes, Marnie, you were definitely complicit in the making of this. (laughs) so true though marnie yeah. is into it like the wall humping and the oh yeah she was chewing the scenery she fully committed and somebody says people are so mean in the comments and she says i don't read the comments which she's definitely read the comments yeah they really like your boobs though marnie that's yeah and she's like oh, okay <laughs> Um, and then this was what bar is this? It's enormous for there's like two, two big rooms. Yeah. There's a band and a DJ. Yeah. I don't anyway, know. Whatever. I've been at a bar like that though. There were a couple places in the East Village that were like that, but they're probably in Brooklyn somewhere. So Caroline dances around Ray. And honestly, I really like how she dances. Like I wish I could dance like that. Are you Elaine Bennis or something? Like what kind of this is not a good dance. Oh, really? I thought it was a good dance. She's like doing the Ministry of Silly Walks like around Ray. Like there's no... I liked it. It <laughs> okay. felt expressive and carefree. <laughs> I don't know. It was very carefree. I'll give you that. Yeah. I do admire but- people who don't care about what they look like dancing. There's a freedom in that. And I think that that's something we should all aspire to do while we're dancing. A thousand percent. My friends recently have gotten into dancing, mm-hmm. not in a organized fashion, but just like a bar that has the option to dance. Uh And so we've been going into those scenarios more recently and I'm trying, and that's why I think I'm in the mood to like, I'm like, you know what? I could, I could take a tablespoon of that. I, I, I admire that. I, I am not a, like if we're at a party, like I'll dance because like, like a wedding, I think you should dance at a wedding because what else are you going to do? Like sit and eat the bad food. Yeah. Like there's nothing else to do. She's very insistent that he dance with her. He clearly says no. If the genders were reversed, this would be absolutely predatory and psychotic. I mean, it's predatory and psychotic gender as is. Totally. But I just mean like the reaction would be severe. Yes, yes, you're right. Yeah. Like people would be like, this is not okay. Yeah. She bites him, which is ungodly. It's not even like a cute aggression bite. It's a full on like chomping. Like, yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, they did good work in the Foley room to create the like, yeah. (laughs) Cut to Ray befriending a guy at the bar. They're bonding over the inability to get a drink. The guy reaches over, steals them some beers. And I, I, this, I do think is another moment of adulthood where like, okay, there's this kind of spark. I'm about to make this like other adult, like Mm -hmm. 30 something friend. Er, Nope. Mm -hmm. It's because. Yeah, because <laughs> we find out he has been brought there by this crazy party girl that he's been hooking up with, Shoshana Shapiro. Mm-hmm. Sad for Ray. He's hot too. I have to say, Shoshana has leveled up. Oh, this guy's hot. Yeah. So you know, here's hoping Kobe is a nice guy. 
this, I thought this little moment that it cuts to, I think is really sweet where Adam is like looking really like admirably at Hannah's parents. And again, how they are also similarly bad carefree dancers and they go and like join them. And that was like a really sweet little moment, like the four of them like dancing together. And I think that must've, you know, not to, we didn't, we don't get to really see how her parents are kind of viewing this event. But like, if you're thinking about the experience they just went through with her, like, how relieved and like kind of good that that moment must have felt as her parent. And we didn't really touch on this, but it's clear that they had come to New York after Hannah's like crisis point, And they had met um, Ray. They had met Adam in that context. So I do think it's really lovely that they get along with Adam and Adam respects them and everyone's sort of, it's like, I'm so happy for Hannah. It won't last, but this is a nice moment. (laughs) Yeah. Totally agreed. Ray sees Shoshana smoking a cigarette outside. Oh, girly. What is she um, doing? Why are you smoking? Like she's trying all the costumes on of what, you know, being an adult is, I guess. She asks how are things, and he kind of goes through some things that are actually sounding very good for him. Mm-hmm. He's taken over Adam's place. His aunt, who's a stylist, is helping him making it look making it look really legit. A stylist from Syasset. Yep. And Grumpy's is going really well. You know, he's hired, you know, people for his team. And then he kind of loses steam. And he says, I just don't, I don't want to be polite with you. I don't want to have small talk with you. Anyway, enjoy your evening. Enjoy your life. Cool cigarette. And I think this is so fair. Yeah. Although it is kind of crazy that he approached her and stopped her with what she's doing, pretended that he didn't know why she was there. And then... I don't think he was pretending. I think he was sort of like, well, I don't know. He was just being yeah, awkward. Yeah. And then he runs through his hit list of progress to adulthood. And then he's like, JK, I don't want to talk to you anymore. And she's like, uh-huh. Okay. I think to be fair, like to me, that was a recognition of like, I can't be friends with mm-hmm. you. Like I can't, like, I think he was kind of testing himself mm-hmm. and then was like, this was a mistake. I yeah. fucked it. Like I need to back like rewind the tape where like I cannot be friends. With I you. think it's the right move. I don't think they can be friends. Oh, fuck. No, no. I mean, like, we know where no. you stand on this subject. Yeah. David shows up. Oy. He's so weird. He's a mess. And technically he's not even invited. She mentioned it in the context of a story she was writing. Of course. she. <laughs> and does. he shows up, which he also kind of rubs in her face. Cause she says, thank you for coming. And he said, I wasn't invited. <laughs> Yeah, he's a total mess. He asks for a tall glass of water and a phone with an with internet capabilities, which is funny. Were there like still a high amount of non-internet capable phones floating around? Must have been, I guess. There must have been, although like I had an iPhone in college. Like I would have been a couple generations into the iPhone at that point. Yes, but also I think there were still people who use Blackberries. Like you can't really swipe right or left on a Blackberry. There's no like Oh, that's true. That's true. So he takes Hannah's phone and downloads Grinder on it, mm-hmm. which like fine, do you? But like not with somebody who's like doing like work for hire for you. Yeah. Anyway, Marnie gets up to give a toast that's like fully about her. Mm-hmm. I liked in this moment. I liked to imagine um, what her toast would be at like Hannah's wedding. It would be this exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it would be bad. Have you ever se- have you seen like a really bad toast? I've been at. A birthday party where there was like a super horrible toast. Um, the person called 
another person and would like parrot what the person on the phone was saying, even though the person on the phone what? was invited but chose not to come and then held the room what? hostage for like 15 minutes. That's crazy. Yeah. It's just like read the room. Oh, wait, you can't because you're on the phone too. Like, I don't know. Just, you know, have some awareness. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Ray is like jamming to a song. And it switches to an LMFAO song. <laughs> he is enraged. Makes sense. It turns out um, David asked for it. Also makes sense. And that's going to become an issue soon. Um, and so th- for a little bit, it's kind of cutting. It's narratively like it's cutting back and forth between these two rooms because it's basically telling us like what's happening at the same time in mm-hmm. each room and the timelines like will converge. But um, so Marnie's giving her toast about how she like loves Hannah so much. It's her 25th birthday. And then she starts clearly moving towards this duet, which Hannah has said she does not want to do. And like rent at a birthday party? (laughs) Yes. Jess is dying laughing. And I think it's funny that like, even though Hannah like participates and I think doesn't want to like leave Marnie hanging, Mm -hmm. it's very like, I think if I was there, you would very easily realize like this poor girl. (laughs) Yeah. Like Hannah's in the Hannah's the the victim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Hannah is a victim at this it. moment. I feel victimized on her behalf because how many times can this girl bring up rent? So many. And it really is like to your point about the toast at that birthday. It's just somebody who absolutely must commandeer the center of attention at like every turn. Mm-hmm. And again, Marnie has a great voice. There's like no denying that. But you just don't need that. But that is not the venue. That is not the moment. It's the it's a redux of Charlie's party. And the other thing is, like, Hannah's voice is not the best. And also, Hannah's not trying to be a singer. And then to exactly. commandeer someone to make them sing with you when you clearly have the better voice is kind of cuckoo. It's really, yeah, it's really unfair. It's totally setting up for comparison and failure on the other person's part. Yeah. Ray is screaming at the DJ that they had a contract. There's a contract between the DJ and the listener. When I request a song and you accept that request, you have to do it and you can't. Oh, I do enjoy that. He was, he's like, since why would you change a song in the middle? And then he's just like, that's I'm a DJ. That's what we do. (laughs) We switch songs. Um, Um, And and he's screaming. This is a breach. You've breached. (laughs) This is a breach. Um, I'd like to put it out there that he's incorrect. It is not. (laughs) Ray then confronts D- David, who told the DJ to call him Mixmaster General. And <laughs> he's very angry. So David asks, are you on Coke? Ray says, no. He goes, well, do you have it? <laughs> Which is great. Um, a fight breaks out. Marnie's like, no, 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 no. It's fine. Everyone stay here. <laughs> Everyone slowly peters out except for Laird. Oh, who's loving it. I love Laird. <laughs> he's so pure. Where's this song from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What is that? What is really good? (laughs) David, the tiny man, Rex, very tall Ray. Yeah. People disperse. I don't want to think about what her parents had to pay for property destruction. I don't think the table was wrecked. I think just Ray's face got wrecked. Honestly, I I hope that's it. Just for Hannah's parents sake. Yeah. (laughs) Let's talk about Adam's gift. (sighs) Oh, this is like. Not even I can justify this. Even you cannot. (laughs) justify this this is psycho behavior when it happened i was like oh no this is a (laughs) serial killer gift 
Rourke. Yeah, so Adam gives Hannah his tooth. Like mounted on a necklace as a pendant. Yep. And it's not, might not even be his tooth. It could be his loony sister's tooth. Yeah, he's not sure because his mom kept them all in the same box. Which another, I mean, I know many parents do this and sure with like baby teeth, I kind of get it. But like a box of teeth is nightmare material. I don't think my parents have my teeth. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Hannah loves it. And it's reminding, it's very much reminiscent of Billy Bob Thornton and Angelina Jolie. Yes. Because when he said, you now have my DNA, I was like, oh, Angie. Yeah. So they wore vials of each other's blood around their necks. (sighs) I mean. That's disgusting. It's weird, certainly. It's not okay. It's also like a public health hazard. (laughs) Yeah, it's just strange. And also, I didn't even realize at the time, but... um. That he was in a relationship with what's her face, um, Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, what was I don't her, know. what was her name? Oh my gosh, Laura Dern. He was in a relationship with Laura Dern. They were like living together. Okay, she left. Yeah, so she he she left to film a movie. When she got back, he had ghosted her and then uh, gotten married to Angie. That is unreal. That's like unhinged. Uh, talk about sending you to like. A therapist. Like, I would be yes. totally insane out It'd of my devastating. mind. If, yeah, it would be devastating. So yeah. publicly, too. Yeah. I'm going to fact check that because if that's not right and I just believed a conspiracy theory, I'm just going to cut that out. <laughs> so we end with sort of the dramatic scene that you were talking about in the beginning where Adam and Hannah are making out and it's all very romantic and hannah says she needs to pee so she excuses herself to the bathroom when she opens the door understandably shrieks as caroline is standing there in just a t-shirt with a hilarious bush like uh, like a comic one it's like such a bad what do they call them merkins it's like a such merkin, an yeah. obvious merkin yeah <laughs> and is holding a glass cup which she shatters with the strength of her grip that that's a fragile glass or that's some grip strength totally adam is i'm sure thinking i told you so yeah and then this is back to that glass breaking and no one to clean it up thing that you were talking about i like that good callback yeah and that's pretty much where we end it's just some nightmare fuel like walking in and she's just looking at you like no unblinking eyes with no pants Yeah, it on. is like a comically funny, scary yeah. moment. But it's kind of like Adam was creepy like that too. Like when she went to the shower, remember all the way back? And then he, she turns around and he's like in there peeing on her. He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. totally. Rourke just did a like channeled the clown from it <laughs> with that look. Yeah. But no, I liked I liked this episode a lot. I give this like a solid like A A minus. I feel like this episode is like audience score ninety, critic score fifty three. Do you know what 100% I mean? Hundred percent agreed. Yeah, like I feel good watching it, but I'm not sure yeah. like I it reveals that much. Yeah, agreed. I started watching episode four when I thought we we're gonna do double today. Mm. It's wild. Okay, I'll watch that later. Yen hates now hates this show because he just keeps saying whenever I'm watching it like 
why is everyone so stupid? I don't understand. Why is Hannah so stupid? Why is Hannah so stupid? I really think this show is like not for men. No, it is not for men. And yeah, there are like seven men who listen to this podcast. So not Mm. all men. (laughs) Hashtag, but most of them. But most of them. Yes. Yes. So I really applaud the male listenership and viewership of this show and this podcast. We got a couple emails. Okay. This is an interest. This is one for us to like think about from Rachel. Hello, ladies. I love the podcast. I'm making my way through my first re- rewatch and I'm really enjoying it. Thanks to your recaps. I just listened to the episode recap for season two premiere. I get ideas where you talk about how your spouse or significant other should support your artistic endeavors. Jessa says that Thomas John looks at her paintings as soon as she paints them. Therefore, Sandy should read Hannah's essay. I thought it was an incorrect comparison. It's really easy to look at a painting and give immediate feedback. It's much harder to read a piece of writing. Not only does it take longer, but people expect a more thoughtful response. There's no way that Jessa should have compared visual feedback to literary feedback. That is all. That's a good point. I see your point. I I think that's totally valid. Like, it's really low lift to, like, look at something and say, oh, it looks so good. Yeah. Like, it's... And I think it also plays into... We can so picture Thomas John just looking over and be like, oh, baby, hell yeah. It's the best painting I've ever seen. It's so good. So good. Now, uh, let me see that boob again. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And... Whereas I'm sure Hannah... And I think we see her later when she asks for feedback, like... Her expectation is that like you digest this mm-hmm. and and give shower her with compliments. And actually, though, Sandy did read it and did digest it. It just wasn't for yeah. him. I was going <laughs> to say that's the bigger problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good feedback. Interesting. And then somebody asked us if we have a social media presence, and I'll just respond, no, no. Well, with that, thank you everyone for listening um, as we make our way through season three, which so far is a uh, more a beat, and we shall see. Yes, we shall see. Uh, next week is episode four. I think it's called like, I hate myself or something. I, am I completely that tracks. That? I don't know. Before we end, I just to put a pin in it. Um, the cuckoo bananas moment is Caroline vice gripping the glass until it shatters in her hand with the blood dripping down. Just, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Close. Or, oh, the two. I'll take, uh, just to create some differentiation. I'll say my cuckoo bananas moment is her boss effectively showing up and yes that's like, like normal, on drugs that's like normal cuckoo bananas and then like extra cuckoo bananas is yeah is caroline's vice grip and then the tooth pendant i think is like kind of you know adjacent bananas you know agreed it's so god it's so funny how like your brain remembers like the gray like edges of something but like doesn't get it exactly right so my guess for this episode title is i hate myself it's called dead inside so like <laughs> close <laughs> yeah close to be to be fair close the vibes are right dead inside <laughs> yeah i hate myself <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway see you then all right see you